everyone, this is Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And here on today's episode, we are returning to Around the Hoop talking about some basketball. You know, football's been dead for the past few weeks. And so we just figured let's talk about some basketball. We haven't, you know, spent that much time on this season. So we're going to talk about the James Harden and Ben Simmons trade, as well as picking some teams we think are most likely to win the NBA championship. Now let me introduce you to the rest of the curve. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Eric, the ranting co-host here. All right. So, yeah, this Eric for our our basketball teams, I think this is partly why I haven't been watching much basketball this year. It's just our teams are in the cellar, man. Like, you know, oh, Eric's, yeah, dude. <laughs> Eric's a Thunder fan. I'm a, you know, Magic and Trailblazers fan. And, you know, at least I had the Trailblazers for all these years. They were a consistent playoff team. You know, Damian Lillard would have 50-point nights that are exciting to watch. Even a couple of years ago, the Magic were like a fringe playoff team, but now it's just rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. So I, I'm feeling what Eric's felt the past few years. This is how uh, rebuilding. <laughs> yeah, dude, you, you know, you know what this is like. Uh, do we want to do an over under like before the next draft on how many more draft picks the Thunder GM will acquire? <laughs> Just draft picks. It, I'll set it at three and a half. <laughs> um I'll go that I'll go over on that one. The 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 Thunder's GM is just crazy with these trades. He is, he is. I'm I wanna say under though, just only because of how many he we already have. It's like how many more can we even get, dude? But but if it I will say though, if it is the over, I won't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, there was a block. I mean, the NBA trade the trade deadline was actually pretty active this year. Um, there was some actual trades that happened. I know a lot of years it's like, oh, trade deadline. You know what? We it's usually a more hype than it actually is results. Uh, but this time around, there was a you know major major trade that definitely got all the league's attention. And that was the James Harden to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons. I think Andre Drummond and Seth Curry and some draft picks. Uh, so this this was the the biggest trade of them all, and it's of course you know solving two two teams have different headaches on their team that they're just shipping out um, for each other. So Eric, I just want to kind of get your overall opinion of the trade for both sides who do you think won or lost i mean it's possible both teams won or both teams lost with this but what do you who do you like in this trade yeah i, I remember we ran a poll on twitter shortly after the trade had happened and i think majority of the people said that the nets won the trade but for me i like the trade better for the 76ers i i think for james harden he can go into Philly and play more of his style of basketball. He likes to be that point guard that slashes and facilitates and does things like that. Whereas, you know, in Brooklyn, like for their whole first season, you know, with Kyrie, you know, he played as more of a like 
off ball guard and things like that. He didn't get to play his style as much. And I will say too, I'm, before I go any farther, I'm not saying I'm, that I am a fan of his style of play. I just want to make sure that that's on the record, <laughs> but I, I don't, I'm not the biggest James Harden fan, but in terms of more comfortability and, you know, for his style of play, I really think he's going to do better in Philly. I, a lot of people think he's not going to be a great fit with Embiid. I've seen that too, but I disagree with that. I think he's a, you know, much better fit than Ben Simmons. Uh, and a, a lot of people I saw that say the Nets won the trade, they say, oh, well, they got shooting and they got a big man and they got all this stuff. But I mean, but let's be real here. I mean, Andre Drummond has been playing as a backup center for most teams the last few years. Like, I really, ever since he left Detroit, he's mainly been more just a reserve role player. He's just going to be a guy that comes in off the bench some. He might start for Brooklyn some just because they don't have the greatest big man situation right now. But but even when he was on the Lakers, when they didn't have the you know greatest competition at center, he was still coming off the bench most of the time. So I, I'm not really a fan of him. And then Seth Curry's a good shooter. I He was the piece that I liked the most for the Nets to get, actually. And then Ben Simmons, I don't know. I, I just, I still just feel like he's one of the most overrated players ever. Like, people always hype him up as this amazing player, but the guy literally cannot shoot a jump shot that's, like, past mid-range. Like, he will not shoot three-pointers, like, like, yes, he's a good passer. Yes, he, you know, he can play some good defense for you and stuff. But to me, when it comes to, you know, really, truly helping impact the score of the game, he doesn't make that much of a difference to me. I don't know. I I do feel like the Nets needed to get rid of James Harden just because it seemed like he wasn't fitting well with them. But I really didn't think they got that great of a deal in the return like I would have rather if I were a Nets fan instead of getting like Drummond and Curry well maybe Curry because he's a good shooter but instead of Drummond I would have rather them been able to get another young guy like Maxi or Tybal or something like that in return I just and I know and I guess other people are talking too about the first round picks but I mean the first round pick this year is probably going to be a very late first round pick most likely it's probably even going to be you know it's probably going to be pretty close to the second round so I don't really think that's as big of a deal. A first-round pick like that is nowhere near as valuable. Even a late first-round pick in the NFL is still pretty valuable, but a late first-round pick in the NBA isn't really worth anything. And then I think the other pick was for, like, 2025 or 2026 or something. I mean, that's still four, three, four years down the road before they're even going to get whatever that is. So that wouldn't bother me as a 76ers fan either. I think James Harden's by far the best player in the trade and that's who Philly's getting. So I give it to them. But uh, Zach, I remember before, like when we did the poll, I want to say, I don't remember correctly because this was a while ago, but I think you said that the Nets won the trade. So do you, is that true or do you still feel that way? Yeah, I, I still feel that way. A little bit different than you on this. I, this to me is very, very close. Um, I think it's a win for both teams, but a little bit more for the Nets. And I don't think necessarily that this is going to be a win for them this season. I think this is more of a long-term play 
because we don't know how Ben Simmons is going to be, especially this season where he hasn't played at all. I mean, the expectations I think for him are pretty low, uh, but the key for the Nets, I think is next season. Um, you know, Durant and Kyrie will still be there. And I think next season with Simmons in the lineup gets, you know, used to playing with these guys and you have, you know, the other players on the Nets as well. But I really think the Nets are looking ahead the season. And then also, too, with that draft pick, I don't necessarily think even that draft pick will be utilized. It's, you know, teams at this stage, you know, on the contending scale tend to trade their draft picks no matter what. I mean, it's like um, it's like a crime if you take a rookie. So are you are you saying they're going to package it to the Thunder for <laughs> there you go. or something? <laughs> yeah. Here's a, okay. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> um, that draft pick will go to the Thunder. The Thunder are going to pick up some pretty decent but older player who's got a big cap number. The Thunder are going to take on a large portion of that cap hit. For, this is a guy on another team. They'll just another team's going to be like, "Oh no, we got to get some, we got to free some cap space." Send them to OKC. OKC gets a draft pick from them to take on that contract. That, that sounds about right. I, I, <laughs> I definitely don't disagree with that at all. <laughs> yeah, and, and then eventually that first round pick will go to OKC, um, and they'll get some older player that's, you know, declined, yeah. still a big cap number. So. Um, but obviously that'll be next year since the trade deadline has happened now. That's just what I think will happen with that pick. Yeah. The, other, the 2026 thing, that's, you know, way too far in, in the future to grade. Um, but, and then as far as James Harden, it, it like clearly wasn't working. This is why I think it's a win for both teams though, is they at least get somebody playing now. You know, Harden, he's going to be playing for the Sixers instantly, you know, fills a void from a player who wasn't playing for them. And then with the Nets getting hardened out of there, it, it just the way things were with him and Kyrie uh, and Durant, like it, it just, the, the chemistry was not there. It was not working. Um, so I'll, I'll, and I'll also credit both teams. Neither team traded for Russell Westbrook too. So that's a, that's yeah, a- that, that, that was smart. I, I remember seeing all those rumors, like the Lakers are going to trade Westbrook in there. I'm like, what team in their right mind would, acquire a guy who's being paid 45 million dollars who's clearly regressing yeah okay but yeah some teams just kind of mortgage their future for that guy like okay (laughs) yeah it makes sense yeah so that's how i feel about the trade i think the Nets slightly won it but um it's going to be interesting to see how harden works with indeed i still think the biggest problem for the sixers and they didn't I don't, in my opinion, I don't think this solves it, is shooting. I mean, that's always been their problem with Embiid. They need three-point shooters. And they gave up Seth uh, Seth Curry, who, you know, he can be inconsistent, but when he's hot, he he can light up a quarter. I'd say they probably broke even on that. I mean, James Harden is a pretty good shooter, too. So, uh, you know, he loves those step-back threes and all that. So, I... I'd say they broke even, but at the same time, since they, you know, they acquired James Harden, but since they lost, uh, since they lost Seth Curry, it's like, well, you didn't really yeah. get anywhere. And neither of those guys are exactly like great at defense either. So it's, it's like, basically it's, it's almost like 
the same, except James Harden can also slash and do better. You know, he's a better passer and stuff. Like he can do, he can definitely do way more offensively for you, but yeah. defensively they're still the same. And, you know, overall their like shooting is still the same, but um, we're going to see like the 76ers have played two games now since uh, Harden came back from the injury and everything. And uh He's been doing pretty good. He like that style I talked about of getting to like be ball dominant and if he wants to go for the shot, go for the shot, or if he wants to do the kick out, do the kick out, like doing that. Like it's clearly all like you granted, agree. They, granted, is... they, granted they played the Timberwolves and the Knicks, so it's not like yeah. it's not like they beat the like Warriors and Suns or, or something, but you know, they did dominate those, so uh it seems like the style is already his style is already benefiting from this. So my thing is though, like this is still Embiid's team. Like this is my worry is like, you know, kind of what you said and other people were talking about Embiid. Like I still feel like this is Embiid's team. And I think as ball dominant as Harden can be, I don't know if that's going to frustrate Embiid at all. That's my biggest worry with the fit with him and Embiid. But, yeah, maybe. But I also think that, having James Harden can draw maybe, I mean, obviously Embiid's playing at like an MVP level this year. So obviously he's still, you know, a huge factor for the team, but having Harden, you know, can, I think will scare defenses a little more than say like Seth Curry or, you know, Ben Simmons. Cause especially the problem with like when Ben Simmons was playing, you know, if Ben Simmons is dribbling the ball, but the three point line, nobody's scared he's going to take the shot. So the defender's more backed off and could be in the way of possibly like intercepting a pass to Embiid or, you know, just different factors like that. Whereas with Harden at the three-point line, you have to give him more respect. And that could give Embiid more, you know, opportunities to not be double teamed as often or different things like that. I just, I just think it's a better fit. And you, and you, you know, like, Embiid was hella frustrated with Ben Simmons, like in that playoff run last year and things like that. Like that was, it was so obvious. Like you could just tell that he was done with him. So just the fact that he has another superstar that wants to be there, even though like James Harden has been kind of frustrating too with like, Oh, I don't want to be on this team or I'm tired of being on this team or whatever, but he loves Daryl Morey for whatever reason. And so I, I think James Harden really, truly does want to be there so i think Embiid is going to welcome that more like okay we got somebody that wants to be here wants to win he's not going to be timid with the ball i think it's going to be better so but you know like you said these guys obviously though have huge egos so there is still a possibility that that could happen like what you were talking about yeah all right let's uh let's get started now on our draft of teams that are that we think are most likely to win the nba finals um, so this is like, you know, how we feel right now. We're not factoring in, oh, our preseason predictions or any of that stuff. This is right now with what we know and how these teams are, we are going to do four rounds of draft. Um, Eric, I'll go ahead and give you the first pick. Oh, such a kind gentleman, sir. I was wondering, I was like, I was like, is actually going to be really nice and give me the first pick? Or he's going to be like, well, I'm the host, so I get the first pick. So I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were going to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you <laughs> got right. the first. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I was just saying, you got the first. And with the first pick, Eric selects. Drum the, roll. Uh, the ranting co-hosts select the Golden State Warriors with the first pick 
in the contender draft. Um, I'm choosing them just because this team is just insane to watch. And I know, like, as of right now, they're not, you know, number one in the West. But, you know, in their games against the Suns, they, they've they had pretty intense games. Uh, and they've, you know, they have been able to beat them, even though the Suns have the best record. And I just... I just feel like they're the team to beat right now. So I am happy to obtain them with the number one selection. I wish I hadn't given you the number one pick. Cause that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my list already made up here. So I, you know, I'm one of those GMs that says stick to the board, you know, that's what I'm going to yeah, do. Stick, I'm gonna to stick, the board, stick to the board. Yeah. Let, let the draft fall to me. But yeah, I, I wanted the warriors just like everything you said, Curry and, Clay being back too is big because like the Warriors we knew were a good team even without Clay. You know they were a playoff team, and but adding him back, I mean it's clear what they've been missing the past two yeah, years. And and even like like Andrew Wiggins has been really good this year. I mean he even like made the All Star lineup as a starter. You know like it's and obviously like he's another guy I don't like, but I mean you still got Draymond Green there like. You know, while he's not scoring anything for you, like, you know, he's playing good defense. He's facilitating on offense. Like, this this Warriors team is pretty deadly right now. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, well, I'm going to have to go with my number two selection here and take the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, this was the team that I picked in the preseason win. I know I said that that has no bearing on this, but just a little nugget there. Nuggets might come up later in the draft. Who knows? Um, <laughs> the puns are rolling off today, man. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this Bucks team. I think the standings and the, the the thing with these championship teams is once you win a title, I think in any sport, maybe except for the NFL, because the NFL every game means so much, but. These teams that go on long playoff runs, win titles, you know, for several seasons or whatever, they realize the regular season is really just a grind. It's a, you know, especially in the month of like February and March, like this is just gearing up for the playoffs. It's pretty much just practicing for the playoffs. They're they're not trying to set any records or anything like that. They're not trying to break the win record or anything. So the Bucks standings wise might not be looking the best, but you know, they did win the title last year. They brought back they brought back um a lot of that team. Yana is still playing terrific, so uh, yeah, I, I like it. It's almost like the Bucks are just like coasting right now, you know, like uh you know, someone was doing this draft and they were like, Oh, I'm going by based off the standings and I'm not picking the Bucks, but it it almost just feels like to me like they're just coasting. Yeah, I mean the Bucks. I mean they're kind of like the Bucks in football too. They're, they're yeah, they, I will. Yeah, I will say as long their main one of the main things for them. I mean, obviously, like Giannis playing at a high level, you know, that's a dub. But like, I, the only time where the Bucks concerned me, like so far this season, is when they had that stretch of games when Middleton was out. They definitely did not play as well when he wasn't in there, and so. If he were to, like, I mean, obviously, if any team loses a, you know, big player, like, you know, by the playoffs, like, that's going to be severely damaging to their chances. But 
I feel like Middleton, if Middleton were to, for some reason, be out, it would be a bigger problem than most people would think it is, if that makes sense. No, I I agree. They're not going to win it without him. If he's not healthy or he's out of, he's something out of his own playoffs, like, there's no, I give him no chance without a guy like Middleton. Gotcha. All right, let's hear the second pick from the ranting co-host, Eric. The, the ranting co-host. I'll do it like LeBron did it in the All-Star draft. So uh, with the second pick of the first round of this draft, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the ranting co-host will select the Phoenix Suns. Um, I actually, I had them at number three on my list on my board uh the bucks were number two so zach did snipe me on that one but the suns would have been number two on my list though if it weren't for the chris paul injury i do worry about that for a while but uh from my understanding uh you know what i've heard like you know he'll be he should be good come playoff time i believe so as long as he's back by the playoffs then the Phoenix Suns have a real chance. I mean, you can tell, like, I was a little worried about them coming into the season. I felt like their playoff run, even though they made it to the finals and looked for a while there, like they were going to win the finals. I still was worried that it was a bit of a fluke, though, just because of all of the, you know, injury riddled teams that they beat to get there and everything. But you can tell just like the way they're playing the season, they are on a mission. You know, this is not like, I think a lot of people might've thought that this team was going to be like the, you know, the 2020 Miami heat team, like how they were in 2021, like after the COVID bubble run and everything. And they, you know, they made it to the finals and all that. And then really just weren't quite the same team the next year, but the Suns have not been like that at all. Like they're definitely a contender for sure. Um, and the ranting co-host is very happy to have them on my list of teams. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Um, it's crazy, man, because the Suns were my third pick as well. So, so far, our boards have been identical. I wonder if that will continue. Um, well, well the, I will say, like, I don't know about you, like, with your process, but I don't know if you mentioned the beginning, but we're doing we're doing four rounds total, so there will be eight teams selected uh, yeah, I made my eight teams, those three, the Warriors, Suns, and Bucks. I mean, I had them in the first, like, minute. And then it was from number four on where I really had to think about, like, what's my order going to be here? You know, this is where I just came up with it. Like, so this is where I feel like it's going to start to get different. But we'll see. I'm, oh, I'm definitely going to be I'm definitely going to be curious as to who you're going to pick here. Yeah. Who the, yeah. Who, the create, who the creators will select. <laughs> the creator. <laughs> so yeah, and I agree with you on that. It was for me. It was Bucks and Warriors were easily one too. I the Suns kind of ended up at three, and then there was a big gap after that with everybody else. Um, so with the number four pick, I'm going to take the Miami Heat. Um, I think. This is the second. I, I so I've taken two East teams. Eric has taken two West teams. But I mean, you know how it ends every year in the NBA. It's it's the West is always going to be the tougher conference to get out of. The East, you usually can get by in the first round with an easy opponent. 
second round, you know, an average opponent, and then you've got to win one series to get to the NBA finals. And once you're in the NBA finals, it's best of seven series with whoever comes out the West. So uh, the heat look like they have a track to home court advantage in the East, at least, um, you know, being a top one, two or three seed. I, I just like the, I mean, this team just finds ways to win. I really like their defense. Um, that's the biggest improvement in my opinion from the team last year, to this year. Uh, Kyle Lowry's actually, you know, I, I make fun of him, but it seems like when I do, he does good. Um, I, I'm just a fan of this Heat team. They they keep winning. They're not a sexy pick, but I think they're a sleeper that a lot of people don't realize that you know the Heat are pretty good. Yeah, I, I do have the yeah, say I do have the Heat. I did have the Heat on my list, uh, not quite as high up as you, but I my only concern for them is it seems like a lot of times there's that one team that like overachieves in the regular season and manages to get like the one or the two seed. And then, but then they kind of fizzle out come playoff time. And I, I have that worry about the heat, but at the same time, you know, like you said, like, you know, they're having a great season. They're finding ways to win games. Even when it looks like games that they shouldn't win, they still find a way to win. So that's why I still did have them on my list. So I, you know, I definitely can see it, and I definitely don't fault the pick for sure. All right, let's hear the third-round pick now for the ranting co-hosts. With the third-round pick of the 2022 NBA potential playoffs uh, championship contending teams, the ranting co-hosts will take the Philadelphia 76ers. So this one for me was really tough to make. This ended up, this was my fourth highest pick. Uh, I just like, you know, like I talked about earlier with the James Harden trade, like I'm a fan of it and I think it's a good fit for, or that he is a good fit for them. My concern with the pick is just that, you know, James Harden has tended to disappear in the playoffs uh, regardless of whatever team he's been on. So I have that concern going forward. But at the same time, yeah, like you talked about with the Nets trade or the Nets end of the trade, that it was kind of more of an idea of looking towards the future. I think with the 76ers acquiring James Harden, this was we want to win right now. And I think the 76ers are going all in and Bede's playing at an MVP level. Harden's already looked pretty good in his, you know, first two games. I I do think the 76ers are a threat to win it. So I'm curious to uh, see, Zach, what you thought about this pick, though. What was that? I couldn't, I couldn't quite oh, hear what you just I, said. I said I'm curious to see what you think about this pick. Oh, yeah, so... Actually, for me, the way the math, the way the board ended up, and you know the math I was doing to pick these teams out, they did not crack my top eight. Actually, Philly did really? not crack my top eight. And the main reason is just I, playoff Harden. I mean, what more can I say? Playoff Harden. I I didn't think the Seventy Sixers 
I thought they were a good team. Obviously, they still are. But when it comes to the playoffs, it's just, I mean, we see it time and time again, crucial games he disappears in. So He uh, does. But I will say, like, and I know that the 76ers kind of have this history as well, but I put a lot more of that on Ben Simmons than I do on the other guys. Um, I watched, you know, a lot of that 76ers-Hawks series last year where they got eliminated, and – if Ben Simmons like doesn't disappear, the Hawks easily win that, and then they go on and face the Bucks. Like, I think like Embiid is just playing at another level, and he did play well in the playoffs last year. Tobias Harris had some solid games, so my hope with this pick is that it's more so that you know if James Harden doesn't play well, then he has these other guys that you know can rely on and maybe carry him a little better. I know some people might say, well, he was on the Nets last year, but I mean, Kyrie got hurt and obviously KD was playing beast, but James Harden had come off of an injury himself last year, that hamstring injury and everything when he came back for the playoffs. So he, even though he, he did play poorly, obviously, I'm definitely not going to deny that, but uh, I definitely, I do, I do know at the same time he wasn't a hundred percent. So, but he does need to step it up though. Like for because th- this was definitely my like riskiest pick, I think, where I was like, oh, this is a big risk making this pick. But, you know, I, I've i given James Harden a lot of confidence. This is like one of the first times I've like ever been confident in him and his careers being with the 76ers here. So uh, there could be a rant, you know, coming forward if he pulls like a Kawhi and Paul George, you know, like with my Clippers yeah. picks a couple of seasons ago. So. You know, James Harden, you're on notice. <laughs> going to pre-order a uh, Harden jersey from NBAstore.com here? Oh, no. I, I I, definitely, I trust me, I still don't like him. This is just, this is where I think he's actually going to be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trust me, All I'm, right. not, I'm not buying a James Harden jersey. <laughs> All right. So, with my third round pick now here, I actually... I'm getting the team next on my board that I wanted to get, and that would be the Chicago Bulls. Um, the Bulls, they did something this year that usually doesn't work out for teams. At least, I guess I'm thinking NFL-wise. Like, my brain's always thinking NFL. It's You're trained, like, you have to draft well, don't spend in free agency, that sort of stuff. The Bulls kind of are taking the approach of like the Rams in the NFL, you know, making big trades and big free agent signings in the off season. And this team not only is playing well and it's showing up in the stat sheet, but just the depth on this team is unreal. I mean, you've got DeRozan who's a legit MVP candidate who they signed to free agency. I mean, it's crazy to think how I, I saw a thing that the Lakers were close to signing DeRozan, but they didn't because they only wanted a two-year contract instead of a three-year contract that DeRozan wanted or something like that. They wouldn't give him an extra year that he wanted. And that was what prevented the Lakers from getting DeRozan. But Dang, with, and they got <laughs> Russell Westbrook instead. Yeah, and then <laughs> instead. God, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know how, how that could have been different. But um, DeRozan, I mean – so good, especially, you know, the run he's been on recently is historic, obviously. He's the story of the NBA. Um, and then you add in just the existing bulls that were here, like Levine, um, 
and some of their younger guys, uh, you know, role players that are coming in, but uh, trades and free agency stuff like Vucevic, um, Lonzo Ball, Tristan Thompson. I know Caruso's hurt right now, but he might come back. It all these everything the bull. It's like the Bulls can't do anything wrong with all these. Everybody they brings in, even a guy like Tristan Thompson. Um, I think is going to do wonders for him. I, I just think the Bulls are built different than these other teams are. They totally have came out of nowhere this year. Um, but I'm a big fan of a lot of the players on this team, so I think they have a they have a real good shot to go far. What about you, Eric? What do you think? Yeah, they were uh, they were next on my board. Um, I had them higher than the Heat just because I feel like because they're like the heat and the bulls are like the top two in the east right yeah. now standings wise and but I, I had the bulls over the heat just because i feel like a lot of people might be sleeping on both of them on both of these teams but i think the bulls are better than the heat and i really do like their team as well like it's like you said their depth is really good um the the bulls would be my like surprise like team that, that could come out of the east like i know most people would probably think bucks like you know when kd and simmons come back like people might think the nets and some people want to be high on like the 76ers kind of like how i am but i think people are sleeping on the bulls and the heat but i like if there's a you know but if between the bulls or the heat one that could really be a surprise like man this team really could actually do it i think it's the bulls so yeah, yeah that, that that was a great pick there. I I, I do like that pick. <laughs> well, I'm glad I have it. And so far, I've got three teams from the East. So you know, once the season's over and we look back at this draft, I'm going to be following the East very closely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I I can see that. I can see that. All right. Cool. Uh, so the last round now, um, Eric, take a look at your new board now that the Bulls are off of it, and tell us who you got here with your last pick. Uh, I've got two teams here that are left on my board and it's tough to go with because I've got one team that seems like a up and coming team. And then I've got another team that's like riddled with injuries right now, but we know they have talent like when they're all healthy. So it's a matter of which one do I want to go with, but screw it i'm gonna go with the young and up-and-coming team that i think would be more surprising but i'm gonna go with the memphis grizzlies uh this if we were doing the episode like kind of how we do the format before with like most surprising and most disappointing and stuff like that like the grizzlies for sure just have to be up there as you know the most surprising team i mean this is a team that you know snuck into the playoffs last year with the uh or with that tournament and everything and uh, knocked the Warriors out, which was a big surprise, but I don't know, man. I mean, John Morant is just a straight up beast. I mean, and they're kind of like uh, how like Zach talked about with the heat. Like this is another team that's just like finding ways to win games where you think like there's no way they're going to win, but they do. And I mean, a lot of guys on this team, like, people wouldn't even recognize but you know jaron jackson's another young guy that is playing you know well at times for them and even 
I got to give a shout out, you know, to my old Thunder buddy here, Stephen Adams, you know, the Aquaman, Aquaman lookalike, like, you know, obviously he's not, you know, a big offensive threat or anything, but you know, he's that big guy in the paint that can rim protect. He's, if a rebound gets in his way, you know, he's going to snag it. Like this Grizzlies team is just electrifying and a lot of fun to watch and I don't know. I mean, obviously I picked them fourth on my list. So, you know, they're not the team that I have the most confidence in per se, but they're an exciting team to watch. So I'm glad by having them on my team, like I'm you know, kind of like Zach talked about with following the East, like I have three teams in the West now, so I'm definitely going to be following the West, but the Grizzlies are just an exciting team. And they're a team. I think, you know, most people would root for like besides like their, whoever their favorite team is like, so I, Hopefully, I don't regret not picking the other team on my board, but at the same time, uh, I'm excited to have the Grizzlies. So, Zach, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, so you said screw it on taking the Grizzlies. Did your board say the other team, and you changed your mind last minute? Well, I had I had the Grizzlies one higher than the other team. So, like, the oh, Grizzlies were – but, but at the same time, like, Logically, in my mind, I guess the other team I was thinking would make more sense. But then I was like, yeah. no, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I was like, screw it. I'm going to go with the higher one on my board, the one I, that I'm more excited about. I'm, I'm doing it. It was tough, though. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is the fun part about this draft. It's like, you know, making these decisions. I, and comparatively, like the Grizzlies didn't reach my top eight, you know, just because I feel like they're too young. That's my thing with the Grizzlies. I, Maybe they're like the Hawks of last year. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. That's that is the that is the thing I do worry about. Like how I mentioned earlier, you know, there might there's always that team that seems like they overachieve in the regular season. But I don't know, man. I'm since my you know, like Zach talked about in the beginning of this, like all the teams that we like between Zach and I like are nowhere near the playoffs. Well, I guess the Trailblazers are technically close, but they're not going to contend most likely. And then the Thunder and Magic, we suck. So, uh, you know, the Grizzlies are a team where, like, when the playoffs start, I'm going <clears> to <throat> – so my voice is going out. They're a team when the playoffs start. Like, if I'm available to, like, watch their games live when they play, like, I'll be watching them for sure. I'm, I'm excited about them. Cool. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a fun team to watch, see what happens uh, this year. So I'm going to go ahead and make my fourth and final pick. I'm going to pick the team I'm guessing Eric was torn over. Uh, that's the Brooklyn Nets. Or yep, next that, 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 that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of some people would say this is a steal. You're getting the eight here, you're getting the Nets. Um, this is more banking on the star power than it is, you know, how the team you seem to playing right now. This is. If the games were to start right now, I wouldn't pick the Nets. But assuming health is okay, which is a big assumption with this team, but um, it's definitely healthy. You've got Katie, you've got Kyrie, um, you bring in Seth Curry. We don't even know what Ben Simmons is going to be, but if anything, he could just be a defensive only player for this team. <laughs> They've got shooters and they've got scoring elsewhere on this team. This isn't like the 76 or where you just have basically Embiid and some other, you know, good young guys around him. Like this is a veteran team. Uh, so I, I really like this Nets team. The, the key is going to be the health for these guys, but 
if they are healthy, I mean, this is a, a team that we all on paper were like, you know, the Nets are extremely talented. Um, another big thing too that in recent the recent days or whatever that's bumped them up in my opinion is it seems like the vaccination status for New Yorkers is going to be going away soon. So it's there's a possibility that Kyrie is going to be able to play in home games, which you know is a pretty big deal to play in home games. <laughs> um, so he, he's not going to be limited to road games anymore. So if he's with the team full time, that's a big improvement. That's like getting a player back who was injured half the series, half the playoff series. So um, I, I wish I had researched the vaccination status thing. If I had known that, I might have just gone with the Nets, but <laughs> I, had, I had not heard that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, all these things, I think the Nets, they're – you know, they're preseason, you know, top two pick to win the title. So they, their key will obviously be these other East teams. They got to take down Giannis. I think that's going to be critical for them, though. They got to beat the net. They got to beat the Bucks. sorry, um, to get to the finals. But if they can, it'll be interesting to see how they do. A Warriors-Nets finals would be high drama. I'll just say that. That, that, yeah, that, being- that, that, would, be, that would be exciting to watch. I they did beat the Bucks the other day or yesterday, I see, which is uh, I mean, it was a road game, so they had Kyrie for that one, but, <laughs> but... <laughs> never seen a team want to play on the road, right? <laughs> like, yeah, 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 you're like, I want our team to have the road games, <laughs> okay? So, I'm just curious, I'm just curious, and I guess I'll just ask you this real quick. So, if I had taken the Nets and you weren't able to get them, who would you have picked instead? All right, so I'll, yeah, I'll reveal the rest of my list here. So. I had for my number seven as the Nuggets, and then my number eight was the Jazz. Those were my backup plans uh, if you had taken the Nets. Okay, got you, got you. Yeah, and all eight of my picks on the border in the draft, so I don't have any teams left. So good thing I made a full eight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, well, that's going to wrap this episode up, guys. Thanks for listening and watching to it. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed um, our little talk on how these teams are doing and also the, you know, blockbuster NBA trade. So hopefully you guys enjoyed until next time. Be clutch. Peace.